means we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings, Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the January 12th edition of the sunny side of sports. On Friday's show, we'll be focusing on the 34th edition of the Africa Cup of Nations football tournament, or AFCON, which kicks off Saturday in Abidjan, Ivory Coast. I'll be talking AFCON with VOA colleagues Muckbill Yabaro and Mike Hove. And Muckbill joins us now from Abidjan. Sporty AFCON greetings, Muckbill. Sporty AFCON greetings, Sonny. Muckbill, the AFCON action officially kicks off on Saturday in Abidjan with the opening match between the Elephants of Ivory Coast and Guinea-Bissau. What's the mood like there in Abidjan, Muckbill? Excitement. It is exciting to say the least bit, Sonny. There are fans in every corner and crevice of Abidjan, from the airport to the streets. Uh, it, it's, it's fanfare everywhere, man. And, and you see the fans making sure that they let you know who they are supporting in the open. And the beauty of African fans is, you know, they just wear what it is that they want to wear. And they make sure that you know that this is their country. You know, I've yet to see some of the team with the with the face paint. Maybe that'll be for game days only. But uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll be excited to see that as well. Well, Muckbill, uh, in terms of the fans, one of my AFCON sources tells me uh, some Senegalese fans made their presence felt at your dinner last night. Oh, man. I'm just <laughs> relaxing, you know, with the team in, in, in Abidjan after a long, hard day of work, right, and just <laughs> e- eating some, some amazing food, you know what I'm saying, amazing Ivorian food. And all I hear is just make way for the African champions. <laughs> I look, I, I, we look up and, you know, it's, the, it's a collective of, of young men, you know, wearing Senegalese hats and not scarves, but, you know, had some things around their neck and, you know, but Senegalese colors. And they're making sure that you know that it is them. They are here. They are the reigning champions of Afghan. We said, okay, okay. And then one of them said, uh, yes, um, you know, double. We're going to repeat, basically, you know. We said, <laughs> okay, that's, that's, that's a tall ask. We said it's a tall ask, but, hey, we shall see. We told them we will see. You know, I think they, they played their first game on, on Monday. Well, Muckbill, in terms of the Lions of Taranga, uh, how do you view their chances of repeating as African champions? Um, to be honest with you, Sonny, I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a tall ask, just because we know how it is when when you have a team that wins something, right? Um, and you're the reigning champions. Everybody's playing you like you know this is a championship game for them, even in the group phases. Group teams are going to be playing them, uh, and, and, and they're going to be thinking to themselves, look, all I know is anytime I play this team, in order to be of that quality, I have to play up, up to that competition. So Senegal is in Group C with Cameroon, Gambia, Guinea, and themselves. So I know every team in that group wants to have that notch on their belt. Now, whether or not teams like Gambia or Guinea 
make it out of that group, if they're able to to beat Senegal and Senegal still comes out of it um, in similar fashion to what Argentina did when when Saudi Arabia was able to beat South, uh, to, to beat Argentina in the group phases, it's kind of like, man, I I, I beat the champions, you know. So I, I think teams will be coming at them very very hard in their original uh, in their group phases for sure. What about Sadio Mane, Mukbill? Is he still the inspirational leader for Senegal? Oh, absolutely. I, I know the, the team uh, definitely missed him. Um, you know, so they're definitely going to be they're going to be excited to, uh, to to see what he does and what he brings to the table. Um, he could have been an in- instrumental uh, uh, piece for them in the World Cup. So we'll see. We'll see what it is that he does for them in, in this outcome. But he himself said that he's very, very excited um, to be. Uh, playing in Afghan, and he cannot wait to show uh, the world what it is that he's doing and, and, and his level. Well, Muckbill, I'm checking my trusty Africa map right now as I speak to you, and by my count, there are five countries, Liberia, Guinea, Mali, Burkina Faso, and Ghana, that border Ivory Coast. Uh, four of those five that I just mentioned have qualified for this upcoming Nations Cup, with the uh, uh, lone exception being Liberia. Are you seeing fans from Guinea and Mali and Burkina Faso and Ghana? So Ghanaian fans are, are, are out and about. Um, you know, like I said, I've I seen um, a, a bus uh, that came to the airport that was dropping folks off uh, from Ghana. So the Ghanaian folks are out and about. Guinea, we actually went uh, and, and swung by one of their um, practices yesterday. Uh, so we saw some of their uh, fans uh, or, you know, people and, and, and uh, individuals that are a part of the team, you know, fan team, uh, the families of the team, uh, players and all that. Uh, so we saw those folks, not too many just fans out and about. Uh, but I'm sure they will be out and about uh, come game time. Uh, so... We will be keeping a close eye on the uh, fan perspectives, uh, their fanfare sites that are going to be in different parts of Abidjan um, that we will be able to see uh, fans out and about uh, tomorrow. I'm Sonny Young, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. I'm talking with my VOA colleague, Mukbil Yabaro, who is in Abidjan for Saturday's opening match between the Elephants of Ivory Coast and Guinea-Bissau at the Africa Cup of Nations. Uh, what type of crowd do you think we'll see uh, on Saturday at the opening match, Muckbill? If, if, if I'm the guest, I think uh, opening ceremony should have pretty much everybody, everyone that's in town uh, that wants to be a part of that introductory game. Sometimes uh, it's not necessarily your team that has to be playing in order to you know, be in there to get excited. Just people just want to see what level of energy will be brought to the to the first game. Also, the opening ceremony is something in and of itself. So individuals will want to be a part of that opening ceremony going into that first game. So I'm expecting to see pretty close to a maximum capacity, if not max capacity, but I definitely will keep you posted Still with that opening match, do you get the sense that the Elephants are heavy favorites? I would think so. I would think so. Uh, in their group, they have uh, Nigeria and Equatorial Guinea. Um, 
I think there's a reason why the opening game wasn't Ivory Coast versus Nigeria. Um, you know, that, that would have posed more challenges. But to be honest with you, uh, Ivory Coast performed better than uh, Nigeria in the World Cup qualifiers in their last couple of games. So I'm expecting Ivory Coast to, uh, to you know, play, play to their potential and, and, and really showcase to these fans uh, what they are deserving of seeing which is uh, their home country, uh, coming out of that group at least either one or two. Finally, Muckbill, the United States, for what I believe is the first time ever, uh, has sent a delegation to this 34th AFCON. Uh, the delegation comprises uh, officials and some athletes. Uh, one of the athletes is Crystal Dunn, uh, a player for the U.S. women's national soccer team, and uh, the U.S. State Department says they hope to uh, improve ties between the USA and Africa and look into commercial opportunities uh, in the African diaspora. What's your reaction to this U.S. delegation going to Ivory Coast? It's a very, very interesting thing, right, Sonia? And I think exactly what the U.S. Embassy stated is what is happening. Um, the, the the climate of the world and the understanding of what's happening in geopolitics is showcasing that yeah America has to make more of a, a an investment um, on the continent and that really showcases you know this to me showcases partnership these are multiple I believe they they have a delegation but they have three really accomplished uh, female um, Soccer and basketball stars, you know, athletes uh, that, you know, to the highest level, I believe Lisa Leslie is one of them as well. Yes. Um, you know, so this is showing me that, you know, that the U.S. is very, very serious about making sure that the relationship between them and uh, and other countries in, in, uh, in Africa, not only Ivory Coast, is strengthened by, you know, this, this first initial step uh, alongside things to, to come in the future uh, for partnerships. Talking AFCON with VOA's Muckbill Yabaro. Thank you, Muckbill. Thanks, Sonny. Hey, folks, I'm Muckbill Yabaro, and I have some electrifying news for you. AFCON 2023 is here, and I'll be at Ivory Coast covering all things AFCON for VOA Africa. We'll have exciting coverage on the radio. TV and all of our digital platforms. Make sure you check out voaafrica.com for AFCON updates. Stay locked right here on VOA Africa. And stay locked on the sunny side of sports. I'm Sonny Young, and joining us once again here in Studio 22 is my VOA colleague, Mike Hove. Sporty AFCON greetings, Mike. Sporty AFCON greetings, Sonny. We're counting down the hours till game time. I'm super excited for kickoff. The countdown is on, Mike. Uh, on Thursday's show, Muckbill mentioned how he's seeing all these posters of Sebastian Holler mm -hmm. around Abidjan, the Ivorian star. But 
it sounds like we're not going to see him on the pitch on Saturday. Definitely, Sonny. Definitely, Sonny. Uh, We were reading an article today. We watched a press conference early on by Coach Gassett. And he did highlight that Sebastian Haller is definitely not playing in the first game. He's been ruled out by an ankle injury. But something intriguing that he mentioned, he said Haller might miss it against the Super Eagles. Oh, wow. Which will be a big knock to the Ivorians. I'm really intrigued to see how that will work out. If he does not play in the second game against the Super Eagles, who wins? It's going to be intriguing because even the Super Eagles themselves have also been dented by several injury uh, announcements. Now... Uh, Holler is not the only big elephant who will not be mm-hmm. playing on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Who, who else will be missing? Uh, we also have Nicolas Pepe, who's been, uh, he's also got a knee injury. Uh, it's very shaky to see if he's going to play. Uh, he uh, played in their pre- last game against Sierra Leone, where they, it was like a uh, you know a warm up game. Uh, uh, the the, uh, the elephants found themselves winning five one. Nicolas Pepe played thirty minutes of that game, um, but right now he's they've ruled him out for now because they say he's got a knee injury. So that's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Now, Mike, even without Pepe and Holler. Would you still consider the Elephants the favorites on Saturday? Oh, definitely, definitely. Like uh, Muckbill highlighted earlier on, the 12th man is coming in hot. The Elephants seem to be ready to stomp the ground. Uh, and Guinea-Bissau themselves, uh, in terms of rankings, if we look at the Elephants, they're 54 spots ranked above uh, Guinea-Bissau. Their opponents, the opponents have never won an AFCON game. Uh, they're currently ranked number 103, while Ivory Coast is ranked number 49. I see this being a walk in the park for the Ivorians. Mike, if we take a look at the AFCON history books, uh, Ivory Coast is hosting the big tournament uh, 40 years after it was initially held in the country back in 1984. If we look back on that AFCON, Mike, only eight teams Mm -hmm. participated. It is now tripled in size to 24. Do you see the AFCON growing to maybe uh, including more teams. It's very possible, Sonny. I mean, as the sport grows, I'm sure they cater for more growth. As there's more development and more competition and more money comes into play, uh, they cater for more development. This has happened with every competition that we can think of, the UEFA Champs League, the Super League, the World Cup. I don't see why AFCON wouldn't cater for the same. Uh, I think what would change, on the other hand, is what how we know AFCON or what it looks like to qualify for AFCON or what it looks like to participate in AFCON. They might go through the group stages faster. They might cater for more teams in a group. Those are all discussions that would happen if, by any chance, they do uh, want to uh, broaden AFCON as we know it. Uh, personally, I'm not a fan of that. I think you, I like the competition behind qualifications. But look, Africa has 54 countries. Mm. I don't see why they wouldn't expand it. Mike, the Confederation of African Football, CAF, has published some statistics mm-hmm. ahead of the opening match. And they really do uh, allow for some AFCON trivia. Definitely. So I'm going to test your AFCON okay. knowledge, Mike. <laughs> I know you are a walking AFCON history book. <laughs> Uh, they're not too difficult, and I'm going to try to uh, make them sort of multiple choice. But okay. if we go back to the first AFCON mm-hmm. back in 1957, mm-hmm. only three countries participated at the first AFCON. Okay. Name one of those countries, Mike. Can you name one of those countries? Egypt? You got it. Egypt. <laughs> Egypt, one of the three countries that participated mm-hmm. in the very first AFCON held in Sudan. Interesting. Uh, and uh, 
it would be kind of nice to see Sudan or even South Sudan host participate ho- participate and host an yeah that'd that be would great be interesting and the third country that participated at that inaugural Afcon was Ethiopia. Ethiopia has won an AFCON before. That is uh, another interesting part. Once again, you see, Sunny, why I say it's so exciting to see how the the, the sport has grown on the continent. Uh, As time has evolved, there is no reason why an Ethiopia, for example, should not partake in an AFCON. They're arguably up there in terms of the population on the continent itself. And so I think they need representation in an AFCON. They need more development in the sport in, in the nation. And as CAF grows, I think all this will happen. More AFCON trivia, Mike. Ivory Coast has won the AFCON trophy twice Mm -hmm. in their history, back in 1992 and also in 2015. On both occasions, which team did they defeat? Ooh, this is interesting. (laughs) Ooh, this is a good one. Ooh, you caught me flat-footed on that one. I will say say this team is participating. I want to say Cameroon. Uh, no, not correct. Uh, geez. Okay, you're going to have to give me that one. Well, it's probably Peter Clote's favorite team. Oh, Ghana? Okay. <laughs> Black Stars of Ghana, Black let's Stars go. Black Stars of Ghana, they, they won both of those uh, on penalties. Mm-hmm. Let's keep the trivia going, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, four players, four players in AFCON history have scored in six different tournaments, six different AFCON tournaments. Just give me one. Just give me one of those Ooh, four me, players. Sorry, uh, sorry I, repeat I'll the question. You, I'll give you a clue. Uh, four players have scored in six different AFCON tournaments. I'll give you a clue. Okay. Two of them are Ghanaian. Two of them are Ghanaian. Two of them are Ghanaian. Let's go with uh, Michael Essien. Is he there? Uh, Michael Essien is incorrect. incorrect. Are they playing in this AFCON? Uh, yes. One, I believe, is playing. Uh, and I'll give you one more clue. One of the Ghanaian players officially retired last year, 2023. I would go with one of the IU brothers. One of the IU brothers is correct. Andre IU. Ah, there we go. <laughs> and the other Ghanaian, uh, what the heck? I can make some World Cup trivia history. <laughs> the leading, the leading African goal scorer in World Cup history is the other Ghanaian. Uh, that's going to be... Why did I just blank out? Jesus. Asamoah John. Oh, Asamoah John. Asamoah. There we go. <laughs> that just, I just blanked out. <laughs> we'll hold off on the trivia, but yeah, there's uh, there's lots of stats surrounding uh, this uh, Africa Cup of Nations. Let's talk Scorpions. Let's the go. Scorpions of Gambia, Mike. Uh, on yesterday's show, you talked about uh, an emergency landing they had to make Yes, uh, at this at this Nations Cup, are they in Ivory Coast? Uh, it looks as though they have arrived in Ivory Coast. Uh, shortly after we had our broadcast yesterday, I saw Sadienko posting on Instagram uh, that they were on a flight, so they should be in Ivory Coast by now. Earlier on, I was taking a look uh, at his Instagram, and he posted a couple of videos of them in training. He posted a couple of videos of them doing a photo shoot, so they should be in Ivory Coast. It looks as though the team, uh, a lot of or those that I have seen uh, that are part of the team, uh, seem to be in good spirits and ready. Ready to go for the next the opening encounter. How do you rate their chances, Mike? In uh, what looks to be a, a very difficult group, it's going to be very interesting um, to see how they fare in that group. I, I don't. I personally don't see them going out. Um, it's going to be very intriguing. I think they're in a very tough group. If I recall, let me look at their group: Cameroon, 
uh, Guinea and Senegal. That mm. is a very, very mm. tough group. You've got the Senegalese that are looking to do it twice back-to-back. Uh, Guinea is not a team to rule out. Cameroon, uh, they're definitely another team. They've got a couple of solid strikers. We've talked about uh, Vincent Abubakar. Right. We talked about Andre Onana as a goalkeeper. I think Cameroon is also up there in terms of one of the 12 teams that Sadio Mane mentioned that could easily win the AFCON. What about the Lions of Taranga? I know, uh, I know there's some fans there saying they're going to repeat, but Mane, Mane seems very logical. And... Mane is very – and his, his, his analysis of that was very true. Um, I don't think this will be a walk in the park for anybody. Um, Mane talked about 12 teams, and among those teams is Egypt. Among those teams is Algeria. Among those teams is uh, their group uh, sharing uh, uh, Cameroon. Among those teams, there's a lot of teams up there that could easily dethrone the lines of Taranga. Now, are they uh, contesting? Very likely. Are they, is it possible for them to win back-to-back? Possible. Will it be easy? Definitely not. Mm. I'm Sonny Young, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. I'm chatting with my VOA colleague, Mike Hove, about the upcoming Africa Cup of Nations tournament. The opening match is on Saturday between the home team, the Elephants of Ivory Coast, and Guinea-Bissau. As Mike mentioned, uh, Guinea-Bissau has never won a Nations Cup match. Uh, they have finished bottom of their group mm-hmm. in each of their three previous uh, Nations Cup appearances. Three draws and six defeats. That would really uh, sort of take the wind out of the Ivory Coast sails if, 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 if they if were they to win. If they definitely <laughs> were to win their opening fixture to begin with, that would be a loud statement uh, for the Gambians. <laughs> uh, sorry, for Guinea-Bissau. That would be an extremely loud statement for them to do that. I want to give a shout-out for our upcoming uh, VOA Africa podcast linked to this Africa Cup of Nations, called appropriately enough, Kick It We're AFCON. We're going to be kicking it out Kick AFCON. It. Talk about it, Mike. What do we got coming up on those podcasts? Once again, this is going to be super exciting, ladies and gentlemen. We start next week. Uh, we're going to be kicking it on AFCON, just unpacking everything AFCON-related. All the recent news, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear from the coaches. You're going to hear from the players. Uh, we're, exci- we're excited, really, to just unpack AFCON as we know it. All this trivia that you're doing, Sunny. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Next time, I'm definitely going to be more ready. Um, but it's going to be a really fun time, ladies and gentlemen. About six episodes, I believe, once a week. Uh, we're going to be here, right here on VOA Africa, kicking it. And what about the uh, the digital aspect on VOAAfrica.com, Mike? The digital aspect has already started rolling out, Sonny. As we have Mukbill up in uh, Ivory Coast, he's been sharing a lot of footage. If you go to our uh, our Instagram page, if you go to our Facebook pages, even Sunny Side of Sports <laughs> on Facebook, you will see a lot of up-to-date news. You will see a lot of videos from the fans. Uh, the vibe looks cra- interesting. Like uh, just yesterday... Uh, Mukbil sent a video of these Ivorians singing. I watched that. Oh, yeah, I watched what a vibe. that. It, what a vibe. Yeah, I, great I, vibe. It, 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 they definitely are showing that uh, this tournament, Ivory Coast is ready for it. That's one thing I will say. Uh, the fans are definitely coming out to support and make sure that the home team somehow, if possible, uh, retains the championship or keeps the championship in on Ivorian soul. Mike, I know you love music, and, and music is, is really uh, so much a part of these big tournaments, isn't it? As always, Sonny. I, I mean, it, 
forget the tournament itself. I think music is so infused in African culture. Mm. When you go to an AFCON, there's all it's always linked to culture. You always see the beauty in the way that people celebrate it, the way that people dance, the pe- way that people are just unified. And I think the music plays a very pivotal role. You've got the the they always have the ambassadors. Uh, but here I remember in South Africa, you're wearing a South African jersey right now. Uh, Zakumi <laughs> played a very pivotal role. There's always something linked, and it's always just nothing but joy. And regarding my South Africa jersey, Mike, uh, I want to give a a shout-out for the late Mark Auma, who gifted me this jersey Mm -hmm. uh, back at the 2010 FIFA World Cup. Uh, Mark used to be our Daybreak Africa sportsman before Samson Omale. He would Mm do uh, broadcasts uh, on James Buddy's show. So we remember... Mark uh, fondly, and uh, I, I, I remember Mark uh, just a lot of energy, and he would be showing me around South Africa mm-hmm. to the various sites. But, uh, yeah, a, a, a world-class sports reporter for sure. Well, the question is, I'm looking forward to seeing whether Bafana Bafana will live <laughs> up to that shout-out. Uh, they definitely have a task up for them, uh, Sunny. Tunisia, Namibia, Mali, that group is really going to be interesting. Once again, we talked about Tunisia, their hunger behind it, how they want to be part of those teams that are legacy on the continent. Mali's not one to be ruled out, but Bafana, Bafana is definitely one to look at in that group. I want to give one more shout out. We have a few more minutes to go. And uh, Mike worked closely with this lady. Uh, She officially retired. Well, I won't say retired. She officially moved on from the Voice of America this week. Tell us about that. She's a sports fan, too. Mike. Oh, we're talking about Tatenda. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. I mean, what else to say about her? She she was a really avid, a big sports fan. Um, she's unpacked a couple of football stories, which I found interesting because I never thought <laughs> Tatenda would be a soccer person. But, yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to her. Did she follow the Warriors of Zimbabwe? No, she did not grow up in Zimbabwe. But she was really, I think, throughout her time in, in, in as a part of VOA. You, you know, VOA has something that really brings you close to home. Uh, I think she learned more about the sport itself. Uh, she learned more about, especially Bafana Bafana. Um, okay. We would have conversations about that. And I think through Haiti too, she would also learn more about what the sports that are big in South Africa. Um, the Warriors, she was more exposed throughout her time because she did work in the Zimbabwe uh, service. And so you learn a lot in terms of what's happening with the Zimbabwe Warriors. Now, Mike, our listeners will, will learn more about you uh, through these upcoming podcasts yes. and, and our AFCON uh, broadcasts. Mm-hmm. But uh, what about looking back uh, on your on your uh past growing up born in zimbabwe but yes. where did you grow up in south africa i grew up in south africa i grew up in johannesburg south africa and once again this is why i keep saying bafana bafana <laughs> bafana bafana please don't disappoint me bafana bafana it's really uh i'm looking at this uh competition really fondly um uh, i'm looking at this competition with excitement um because once again uh, zimbabwe is not in it uh, but south africa is in it and 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 some of the players are actually people that i at some point encountered in life or interesting we had okay. links with in life and okay. so it's really interesting to see them on the screen um i i wish them nothing but the best and i want to see how it turns out for them as they wear the bafana bafana jersey and i'll, I'll test my trivia now uh only one Nations Cup trophy for Bafana. That is Bafana. correct. That is correct. 1996. Six. That is correct. And uh, that, uh, of course, w- did, did that 
was that part of meshed in with the Mandela era? Yes, I mean it is all part of uh, Mandela's legacy. Um, he seems to have brought a lot of you. Uh, you know, the beautiful part of that is it came at the dawn. We had just had the Springboks victory. Mm. Now you have Bafana Bafana winning the Afcon. I think all of that moment was just a really beautiful thing. But it also led to the amount of development that we saw in uh, South African football. Uh, that's one of the most beautiful things is that it, when it comes to sport in South Africa, there is definitely a lot of investment. And one of them is Bafana Bafana. Um, now, does it lead up to that performance that we are used to? Not necessarily so. But when it comes to investment, you see it at club level. That's why Melody Sundowns are dominant. That's why Orlando Pirates are giants on the continent. That's why Kaiser Chiefs is a legacy club on the continent. It all dates back to that moment. And we also have uh, Motsepe with with ties to South Africa. Strong ties to South Uh, Africa. He is South African. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, yes, that is definitely funny. Well, that about wraps up our special Africa Cup of Nations show on The Voice of America, Africa Service. Uh, Just a reminder, the opening match is on Saturday uh, in Abidjan between host Ivory Coast and Guinea-Bissau. It will be played at the 60,000-seat capacity Alassane Watara Stadium. And Mike Hove, I got to believe that stadium's going to be full on Saturday. Down all the way to the brim, Sonny, all the way to the brim. <laughs> They're definitely looking forward to AFCON. Okay, keep it locked right here throughout AFCON for updates and lots of other exciting AFCON news. I'm VOA Sonny Young in Washington. I want to thank my producer this evening, David Vandy. Also working the boards behind the glass here in Studio 22, Mr. Chung. Shout out for Mr. Chung. I'm VOA Sonny Young. Have a great weekend, everyone. A sporty AFCON weekend. Amen. Yes. <laughs> and that's the sunny side of sports.